Are you ready, Rock? I'm ready. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know by now in this podcast, we like to take big, giant, meaty topics and break them down into teeny tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help you and secretly help ourselves through change, which both of us love. We're passionate about it. We are endlessly intrigued by change and people's journey through change. And so that's what we like to chat to you guys about. This week, we have a bit of an interesting topic, and that is we want to chat about people who like to win at suffering, Uh, where you probably have some of those folks in your life. I certainly have one or two folks in my life who are like this, that no matter what story I tell, no matter how hard it is, they have to win. They have to one up. Their suffering is worse. It's, it's harder. Da, 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 da. And so we just kind of want to dig into that a little bit. Why is it? What is it? All those fun things. Rod, what do you want to add into the mix this morning? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a follow-on conversation from last week, mm. which we didn't necessarily plan it this way, but it, it emerged to be, it's like when uh, we're talking about something somebody might not realize they would want to change. And there's a lot of nuance to this, so I think we're going to tease some of this out. But it's it's a little bit of the uh, when you need to change, but you don't realize it. Uh, right, right. The, uh, because it could be, it, it's a part of, uh, I think what we'll discuss is the habit of the, the, like the unconscious habit of how we approach conversations and interacting and relating to other people's experiences right Um, in some ways this is about commiserating with people right like you're you're sharing stories there's that like and we're we're born to do that like from the since i think language was born the sharing of stories is such an important part of the human experience so i think part of this is just that commiseration that sharing but then I bet, Rod, you have, like, I certainly, I got, I got some good stories today, my friend. I certainly have some people in my life and have had some people in my life uh, where it's not, it goes beyond that. And they really need to win at it. Like, it, they, they need to be the number one sufferer out there. Yeah. So maybe could we start with a, a, an example, perhaps a funny example? From and this yes. this shows that you and I are both of the age and <laughs> cultural heritage to have been huge Monty Python fans. <laughs> when you when you quoted the other day live at the Hollywood Bowl, I was like, yes. "Yep, I know what you're talking about. I know the skits." So Monty Python, being a British comedian, uh, comic act from the 70s and 80s, and still around. Well, some of them are still around. Some of them still around. Yeah. So there's a skit. You're gonna you get to start this off, but I'll set the stage. It's it's a couple of old guys sitting on a stage, but a couple of old guys having a conversation. Like they were at the you know the old boys club, and they right. were talking about the old days. <laughs> 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 and so in this in the skit, you you set it up. Go. I can't even do it because I'm laughing so much. So one of them <laughs> says something like. I used to live in a bloody shoebox in the middle of the street is the first is one of the first guys ones. And then That's the guy right. says back to him, and this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. Luxury. 
I used to live in a bloody hole by the side of the road with a bit of tarpaulin over it. And it could be how they say uh, tarpaulin that gets me every single time. But the whole skit is built around this whole notion of like, oh, no, actually, I had it worse. You didn't. Oh, no, my house was so small when I was young. Yeah. (laughs) Right, Uh. right, 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 right. Like there is just this sense of and and. You know, we have to acknowledge that it might be a British thing because uh, both of us have, you know, British heritage in our backgrounds. But I think it's fairly universal based on conversations and different people I have in my life. I think it's a fairly universal thing. But yeah, it, that is quintessentially the British expression of, oh, no, no, you think you had it bad? Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I dear. had it much worse. Much yeah. worse. Much worse. And so the... I think, and when your t- situation we're talking about now, though, is is in day to day life and interaction, yeah. this comes out in different ways, and and you and there are folks that, uh, as you you coined it, win want to win at suffering. So tell us more about that. So it all. Um, so my real story uh, around this actually is is how I kickstarted my path to happiness work like all of my thinking around happiness and all of my like this this thinking for me was a bit of a game changer in my life when I realized how caught up I was in wanting to win at suffering and it came about and it's a bit of a sad story so everybody get ready it's okay everything's fine um but my I had an aunt uh, at one point when I was a bit younger who um was diagnosed with breast cancer she's fine she survived the treatment worked thank the gods everything is good so But the story of suffering is around my mom, who you guys know I love very much and has passed on. And I know she'd be okay with me telling these stories because it helps people. That's what I tell myself anyway. (laughs) So in response to finding out that my aunt uh, had this diagnosis, my mom's response was, well, you know, Leslie Ann, I had cancer first. And it was like I had been simultaneously slapped in the face and punched in the stomach because I thought, wow, like that is a commitment. Like that is a commitment to sadness and a commitment to suffering that is like beyond anything I think I'd ever consciously realized Mm -hmm. in my life. And it started me thinking like how often do I get caught up in that sort of one-upping of suffering. And and she hadn't, by the way. Uh, she mm. had polyps in her stomach. But in her mind, it was so important to her that she be seen as having suffered and that her suffering be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, that's, that's where she went with that story. Not to, uh, like, oh, my God, are you going to be okay? Is everything all right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know... Um, but more like, oh, no, 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 my suffering has been worse. And it mm-hmm. it really was a total wake up call for me of like, ah, ha, ha. I, I don't want to make that choice anymore. I was the fish in water to your point earlier. I didn't know that I was in the, I want to win at suffering game until mm. that moment in time. And, uh, it was, it was life changing to realize. And then I just stepped out of playing that game, right? Cause I would be mm. in that game with my mom all the time. Mm-hmm. Where we would be competing for who had it worse with the tarpaulin, and uh, and I just stepped out of that game, and it completely changed our relationship too over time, like not overnight, because yeah. like I think at first she was mad that I wasn't playing the I'm I've suffered more game with her, mm. uh, but over time it it really completely changed our relationship, and so that's that's why really 
talking about this today, like this is such a game changer that mm -hmm. I we wanted to make sure that we we shared it yeah. with you guys. Yeah, so interesting because you know you, um, for those avid listeners who have listened to each of our podcasts, you have talked about. Thank before you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, <laughs> I had to say thank you to them. <laughs> I had to express gratitude. I had to do it. I had to do it. Go. <laughs> you you've shared that um, when we talked about happiness at, at how it was something that you know, you made a very conscious uh, mm -hmm. decision to, but now this is the, is this the origin story? That's my origin that? story. <laughs> ah, okay. I never even thought of it that way, but it yeah. is totally my origin story. That was my biggest, I'd probably, you know, I was probably following the breadcrumbs a little bit before that, like little bits mm -hmm. of breadcrumbs before that. But that was like, that was the moment where I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can choose to, I can hit the, I can hit the eject button here and I don't have to yeah. play anymore, yeah. you know, and I still get caught up in it. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, like it's not like it never happens, but boy, oh boy, am I conscious of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, um, we, we refer to teasing this a part of it because I think there's different aspects because would you agree that if you said to me, uh, you know, Rod, I was feeling a little subconscious or I was feeling worried that I was getting sick and I was starting to stress out about it. I would say back to you, Les, I've had those, the same thing happened to me yesterday. Well, we just had but that I, conversation this morning, right? right. Like we both, but, every now and again, we have those like scareds around, oh my God, do I have right. it? Do I have the COVID? Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. In that scenario though, it's very much, um, I hope it feels like it's, commiserating it's like totally um, empathizing with i can i can picture or feel what you're uh, feeling because i've had a similar experience so that's one example or one like observation of that is is more of the empathetic conversation back and forth right but there's right. a difference that you're calling out i think and and, and it's the um is it the not acknowledging the other it's more of sorry yours isn't that important because i have a greater thing that i was suffering from or whatever I've, yeah I've i think badly. part of it is you know what's happening because you don't feel acknowledged like you don't feel heard and i think you also know what's happening because the other person is telling you a story that where it just sounds a million times worse than yours so it kind of invalidates even it's not even just mm, that they're not listening yeah. there's like a it's invalidating the story that you're that you're telling and sometimes you know sometimes a friend is going to tell you a story that is worse and in the course of a friendship like there's always a give and take where yeah. there's a back and forth of but then there are some people where I think this really does become toxic and where mm. there is no conversation that where there isn't some one-upmanship of suffering going on um and, you know, that, that they clearly, clearly need to be seen as the most suffering person in the room. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's just like that's and I, I also think about it. I don't know if you think about it this way, but I think about that as the energy. That was what I, that's what freaked me out about my mom. I'm like, oh, my goodness, the energy you're putting out to the universe mm. when you say that. Like the consciousness, like what you're creating with your mind when you send that energy out. Ay, mm. ay, like mm. even now when I think about it, it uh, uh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. It yeah. totally gives me the heebie-jeebies. And of course, she died of cancer too, right? Which also completely freaks me out. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's really sad. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's terrible. It, like it, mm. like we're not going to talk about the sad part of it today. We'll talk about the funny stories another day. We can talk about <laughs> the sad parts if you want, but today we're just going to talk about the because it's the weekend, my friends. For yeah. longtime listeners, it's the weekend of uh, Prince Philip's funeral as well, and so I'm still feeling all the feels from that. Seeing mm. the Queen sitting by herself and all that is just like woo. Woo, yeah. So I can be tipped over to the edge into into crying pretty easily today, Rod. Fair warning. Fair warning. Okay. Not that there's I'll, anything I'll... wrong with that, but fair warning. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so let me pick up on what you were saying there a second round, the negative energy. And, and uh, I, that this comes to me, like it, there's lots of situations or, or it happens where I have situations where I'm talking with somebody in my life and they're sharing. It's like this one you want to hear about the difficult times and to be there for a friend. But then when it goes to this, like, okay, this seems to be just fine. Like finding things negative to talk about. Yeah. I struggle there because I, um, I, I don't want to engage in that negative for the exact reason that you, you said is that it, like yeah. it, it creates a snowball of that energy. And I think it's because I'm, I'm, just putting words to it now but i think it's because i'm probably susceptible to it like it i it changes me my mood and i right right and right. others might be able to hear it and deflect you know empathize engage in that conversation and then just move on i i realize like for me it i, I carry it with me so i um and then it's i it's this balance of like i want to be empathetic i want to listen but then i don't want to get too into that yeah uh, you know that kind of rhythm um and then that's right there are there are, are folks that um have that habit it uh, like i habit is maybe not the right word but it feels maybe but maybe it is it's like it's this it whether it's not a conscious choice but it's a it's an approach to thinking about a situation and decide yeah. deciding what to talk about I think a habit's an interesting way of describing it, Rod, if I'm honest. I think that's really, because a habit is something we can change. And I think anyone can change if they want to, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, that willingness to change comes from within. But if someone has the willingness, then I think absolutely that can change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely that can change. So what have you tried when you're around sort of the Eeyores in your life? I think everything relates to Winnie the Pooh, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do, you, what do you do when you're, when you're around an Eeyore? I usually just don't engage too much in the back. Like, I don't yeah. feed the... I just... Uh-huh. A lot of uh-huhs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. then I don't add to it. I, I don't... Yeah. I, I just try to remove fuel from the conversation and then move yeah. on. Try that, like... Uh, that's, like, anti-commiseration for me. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I mean? Because I fear that... And I fear that I'm almost in the... Enabling is not the right word, but like adding, like you said, adding fuel to that fire. If I start saying, yeah, and did you also see, <gasps> and did you also know, you know, you're like, there's, there's just a. But I, I don't know if it's, that's, that's my uh, modus operandi, but I, I'm not sure if it's the right thing to do because I think part of the element here is people feeling that they're heard and seen. And by not showing that you're hearing and seeing them, you like it just prompts someone to repeat because I think that's when, if you hear somebody saying mm -hmm. the same thing multiple times, my, uh, actually my sister sh shared this with me 
I thought it was very insightful. It's, it's usually because they don't feel they're being heard. So it's like, I heard, you know, you've told me this a thousand times. It's like, well, I, they told you, but they didn't think they were being heard and it was landing anymore. Right. Right. I'm of two minds. I have to be honest. I'm of two minds. I think we all, you know, even as a friend and we have friends where they're going through a bad time and you need that support around you. And so, you know, I don't think that's what you're talking about. You're probably talking about people who are persistently mm-hmm. in that sort of negative, if we use that term, or like darker headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be, I don't know, you know, I, I have over the course of my life, I have fewer and like I have fewer and fewer of those folks in my life consciously. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm like you, I'm like an antenna, and I feel like I pick up their frequency, and then once I'm on their frequency, it's hard for me to change the channel, you know? Yeah. And so, um, like, so I'm I'm very conscious of who I have in my life for that very reason. And then yeah. the people I do have in my life when they are going through a hard time, then obviously it's like full court press in there to help them. But yeah, people who are persistently negative, I I don't know. I think life is. Life is too short for me, mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. There are some people yeah. where like that's their jam and in which case have at it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. Let's, diving a, even a little bit more deeper into this, the person who feels like they're, whether they do or it's like, the, it seems that way or they actually do want to win at suffering. Um, what do you see? Like, how does that dynamic go uh, from what you've seen? Like the dynamic meaning like the back and forth. So you, you give the example of uh, your aunt and your mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like in it, it, there are some other examples or we can, you know, to, I, I'm like just so we s- know how to recognize it. Just yeah, so we know we're the exactly. fish in water. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think like anytime, like, you know, like if you think of a work example, you're sharing a tough work situation with someone where maybe you were having a hard time getting sign off on something or maybe you were having a hard time getting um, you know, like getting a meeting with someone who you needed to meet with or, you know, whatever it is. And you're telling that story to a colleague, let's say, and theirs is, oh, yours took one week. Well, I took four weeks and mine was da 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 da. And it was, you know, and I had to talk to the highest people in the land to get mine done. And uh, right, there's a feeling to it where it almost feels like you're the person is trying to make you feel small. Um, and that your, your challenges are kind of like, meh, it's again, it's back to Monty Python. Like you think that's bad. Look at this. Yeah. And, and there's like a, I don't know for me, it's, it's always been more of like a feeling. Like I, I feel shut out. I feel like, I feel like my experience is not validated. Like it's, Mm. it's, it's been more of a feeling than a. Then yeah. I could recite words back. You know what I mean? But if you have that feeling of, you know, someone's invalidating your experience or not listening or not being yes. empathetic, the best thing you can do is just go, really, wow, that's bad and change the subject. Yeah. Because if you like it's they want that feeding into the they want that. Oh, no, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like that is the fuel that burns for their ego. And so I say I'm out. I want to win at happiness, Rod. Honestly, yeah. if I'm going to win at something, <laughs> I want to win at happiness. <laughs> like that's my jam. Like yeah. I that is like and it's an internal winning. It's an internal competition. I want to win at happiness. 
I don't want to win at suffering. Thank you. I did that for a long time. Like I really, 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 you know, chose suffering for a very long time. And now I, I want to win at happiness. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to oh, win at happiness. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That that was the switch. Yeah, that was the switch yeah. for me. I'm like, wait a second. Why would I why would I why would I be in a battle to be the most suffering person? Mm-hmm. Why would I why would I be trying to tell all the horrible things that have happened in my life for goodness sake? Uh yeah. no thank you. No thank I think you. There there's part there was a couple <laughs> things that you mentioned in explaining it there uh which were really insightful. One is the you the signal you know you're getting into a trap here is if the person who's commiserating with you like ups the ante. It's not a yes. proportionate commiseration. Right. And um, in a way, it's <laughs> what I thought listening to you, I was like, the other way we could think of this is like, it's an, uh, an etiquette guide. You know, when they, you know, there's like yes. how to behave in a conversation. This would be like lesson 14. When somebody shares <laughs> something difficult, make sure your commiserate response is proportionate to theirs and not right. over. Because <laughs> that demonstrates empathy rather than negating. Right. Uh, yeah. Or just ask them questions about their experience. Wow, what took so long? How yeah. did that happen? Tell me more about that. Right. Like, let it be mm-hmm. about that person for a little bit. Um, is also not, and I struggle with that one because I'm like, I got stories. I got to tell you stories. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I have a hard time with that one, but I'm trying to consciously get better at pausing yeah. and making sure that I'm listening to the other person, right? Like that's one yeah. thing I'm learning from this podcast with you, Rod, because you are so good at this. Uh, mm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm learning that uh, through working with you on this. So oh, thanks. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Thanks. And from you, as we were talking about sharing our emotions and talk, watching the uh, funeral yesterday, I think if anything, <sighs> I can... <laughs> I don't know. As a guy, this could be difficult. It's learning how to let the emotions come out for a good cry sometimes. Oh, it was so good. It was so good yesterday. I bawled my eyes out. Like, it was just so cathartic. Uh, and the ritual of it, like, oh, my goodness me. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was really good. It was really good. That's a time when suffering, like, you know, like suffering when you're grieving is, is also very different, right? Like grieving is is a very different thing and uh like making space for for those that the set of emotions that come around grief is obviously outside of this topic altogether like this is the suffering of just like you know kvetching about life kind of uh versus like real grief which is obviously a deeper and uh like a different topic altogether yeah that's right. It's yeah. like the the opposite of this is when someone shares and the other person's like, eh, I don't see it. <laughs> right. 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 Can you imagine? <gasps> That's probably worse than meh response. <laughs> it's hard to know. Wow. Yeah, that's at like that's at opposite ends of the same continuum, right? Like yeah. just these these incredibly what responses to yeah to how we are going through life yeah 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 yeah. in a a way it's because you mentioned this as well it's there's a feeling of negation or not like you're when Mm -hmm. someone ups the ante on the suffering game it's like well okay so mine isn't a big it's kind of like saying that it's like yeah yours wasn't it is big of a deal because mine was much bigger 
the uh, yeah. And the other way you know what's happening is that at some point, like it stops the entire conversation. Like if it's three or four people in a conversation, that person who needs to win at suffering, usually like they will drop the ultimate conversation bomb that stops everybody talking. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know you're in with someone who is a I want to win at suffering person. Mm -hmm. And then I just minimize my time with those people, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. I just, yeah. I just minimize my time because I, uh, life is short and mm. to have that energy around us, even though we're like right now, most energy is coming through phone lines and, and mm -hmm. zoom and WebEx and all the things. I think that energy still comes through. So yeah. I'm saying a big nobody, nope, nope to that. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. And I think we all have the right to do that. Right. Like, I think that. Sometimes we're, we're told societally that, oh, you know, you have to be a good friend and you have to do this and the other. I don't think we have to do that if it means that we're going to, um, you know, if it damages us in the long run. Like, I, I think you get some self-preservation in this game. Again, not talking about when someone, a good friend is going through a hard time and you're like helping them through a hard time. But if you've got that perpetually negative angry person in your life i i don't think i i think we're allowed to say goodbye to that yeah i really do yeah and Certainly that's kind of take what we're it talking about quo. and that this is why these are conversations i like because they're there's not black and white situations no. because as you i think very rightly pointed out is that in, in some cases actually your friend it, it might sound like they're whinging or whatever you want to call it but the, that means they need you, and that's the time to step up, and right? Friend and right. Listen and relate. It's these other scenarios and trying to it, where it's the repetitive. It's, it's perpetual, the exactly right. Yeah, of, of exactly of right. Yeah, um, that is to and, to look out for. Totally, and free yourself from it too, my friends. Like honestly, if you catch yourself in the "I suffered more" loop. You will be so much happier if you hit the nope button to that and focus on all the ways to be happy that that hasn't happened to you and to be happy that, you know, you are free from that rather than thinking about the times when you've suffered more, focus more on the times when you've had wonderful things in your life. And honestly, yeah. it is a game changer on mm -hmm. the happiness path, like an it absolute is game changer on the happiness path it completely yeah. changed like i said at the beginning it completely changed how i had conversations with my mom and 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 made it much healthier it made our it made our conversations much healthier after yeah. that so and more loving and and yeah. like all the good things all the yeah. good things you know it's very much reframe i mean without using the term reframing it's very much a you're reframing as you're thinking about your day or your situation or the positivity in your life or negativity it's bringing in the positivity so as we finished i um i'd be curious to hear you were said you've said it, it helped with the dynamic between you and your mom how did that play out like how did that shift did your mom notice well, anything it, or did it just naturally go no it was all very natural she was not she was kind of like winnie the pooh she was the uncarved block like there wasn't like it, there wasn't a lot of conscious choice in her life about things. So it was more I changed because this is the only thing I think we can change in relationships. I changed how I related to her and I was much happier and therefore our interactions were happier. 
So it wasn't, oh. I, I don't think, like, it, it changed things, but not in a conscious way on her end, I don't think. But it, it really just, just make, made our interactions much happier because every time she would say something that was, you know, suffering intended, I would just say, wow, that's terrible, mom. Like, wh- I can't believe that you went through that. And that's what she needed to hear in the moment. And then we would, then the conversation could steer to something else. You know what I mean? Or if it was something big, then obviously we would, we would unpack it together. But like, mm-hmm. it really just changed the energy when I stopped trying to compete with her um Mm. in suffering and it was like it was so good it was Mm -hmm. so good i encourage any of you out there to try it like just try it with someone Mm -hmm. who you know is like this just give it a shot and see what happens it Mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of time it's not like because the first couple times i tried it i i think she got angry that i like not consciously but i think unconsciously she was angry that i wasn't in the game with her Mm -hmm. um but then over time it started to transform and it was great it was mm. so good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great to hear. And it, it, it said there's a part of the message there is, is um, like, yeah, we can change ourselves. That's, there's a, we didn't say this before, but ultimately we were kind of saying, oh, it's this other person who needs to change, right? Like that was the unsaid right. message. But in this dynamic, really the, the one to focus on on adjusting is ourselves. And it's how we're we the react. Only th- and how we totally yeah we're never going to change another person like that's 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 not how life works it everyone's decision to change comes from within you can mm-hmm. model something different that hopefully someone sees and says wow i want to be happy like that or i want to you know what i mean i want to mm-hmm. live my life and have it look like that like that that you can do but to go to someone and shake your finger and say stop comparing your your suffering mm-hmm. to mine no yeah. <laughs> generally and because that's what i tried first and um generally speaking it really did not work <laughs> it really did it just made things worse it really i tried it it legit made things worse yes yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> the eject button is the only way to do it kids just mm-hmm. get out of the model altogether ah <laughs> <sighs> this has been cathartic it's been a cathartic weekend rod cried my eyes out during the funeral yesterday got all this stuff out about winning i'm suffering today thank you so much i love talking about this with you thank you for making space for it i really appreciate it of course thank you leslie bye thanks for listening everybody bye